Hello, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Infinity Train, book two, which we'll be talking about today. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Michelle Andrew. Hello. And Sarah Potter. Hi. You can find more about our podcast at OverlyAnimated.com, including our previous discussion on Infinity Train Book 2, a more general discussion. Uh, today, we will be doing a revisit of the Book 2 that re- was released in, in a week on Cartoon Network earlier this month. But also, we'll be diving into certain topics of identity, uh, as evidenced by uh, Lake in this show. But first... Because Michelle and Sarah were not on the first podcast, we'll begin with the general thoughts about the season before we dive into specific things. So, and I already gave my thoughts on the initial podcast, so I won't be commenting here. But Michelle, let's go to you first. How how are you feeling about Infinity Train Book 2 in general? Oh, man, this I didn't expect so many things I, I, I was invested in learning about to happen so soon. Uh, I feel very vindicated just in terms of the sketchiness of the train, what the purpose of all the things on the train are and just like people's autonomy and like what the lessons mean and how the system is inherently flawed and it's just great. And all I can think is season three, they're going to have to try to destroy the train or something because clearly the train is not doing a hundred percent great job, but whatever it's attempting to do. And that's like a big thing. So like that aside, I, I love following MT slash Lake this season. Jesse is a very sweet boy and he grew on me a lot and I love their dynamic together Alan Dracula, when, when I first saw Alan Dracula in the promos, I was like, this is nightmare fuel. Because they had the <laughs> shot of him with, like, the long limbs and his, like, head goes up really far to get a leaf. And I was like, oh, no. And his name is Alan Dracula. What does that mean? But he's also wonderful, and I love him so much. Um, this season felt a lot more epic. And I... Maybe it's just because we already have the initial background of the train and the process of, like, we all know what the train's for now. And so digging into, like, a character that wants to get off the train, but the train doesn't want her to go off. And her struggling with her identity. Like, all that stuff is so much more interesting and, and felt really wonderful to have. Because, again, like, we've only had ten episodes before this season. But I feel like we got so many more answers to things this season than I was expecting. And that was really wonderful. So I feel like I, I really liked season one. And I, I like, even more like season two. Just because, like, I'm on the same page with Infinity Train now, finally. And I'm just, like, ready for whatever they have next. But, like, I was very impressed with this season overall. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, on the first podcast, I think we referenced your take uh, from season one. On the, <gasps> the audacity of the train. Of the tra- so, so. That's the thing, right? Because, like, initially I was like, oh, no. Like, I, I feel like such a jerk saying all these mean things about the train. But then season two happened. It was like, oh, no. Like, we knew, though. That was the plan. We're going to talk about it now and how it is, like, not okay. Yeah, I was so vindicated. And, and one one even is, like, when Jesse comes back, he's like, what is he doing back? We fixed him. I'm like, how dare you assume you can just fix people's one problem and their lives are fine. It, yeah. like, I was just like, that audacity game. But again, it felt like the show is so aware of what that means and it, it doesn't believe that for a second. It, it forces you to really think about that. And I love that we're getting it finally. So, like, I'm totally on board with the train now. I'm not mad at all. This is great. I'm so happy we're here. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, Sarah, then now let's go to you. What are um, your general feelings about Book 2 and Infinity Train? Uh, so, I think all you really need to know is that Chrome Car was my favorite <laughs> episode of Season 1. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was a self-contained little thing, like all the episodes are, but I mean, like, even more so, like, it was about meeting this reflection of Tulip and how they felt like they weren't, they weren't, didn't have an identity, agency, and, like, it even ends with, or it even, like, incorporates this idea of, like, she's her own person. She doesn't have a name. She doesn't have, like, and Tulip acknowledges that and goes, like, I can't pick your name for you, and it feels so 
empowering just this whole story of just someone realizing they don't have an identity or aren't being the person they want to be and trying to figure out how to take that next step. And this whole season is really just that next step. It's one step. And I'll get into that when we talk about uh, MT slash Lake in more detail. But like MT's journey is just so good. And I just love how they really incorporated Jesse into it. Like Jesse, like I was very, not like I didn't what, didn't think I'd like Jesse, but I really like that he is the secondary main character yeah. to Lake's first. I was really worried that Lake would be the secondary main character to Jesse. And it was not the case. Jesse was there as a foil to Lake and a foil to her way of dealing with problems and dealing with who she believes she is. And I think they're really shown as opposites in a lot of way, but also showing that they want very similar things in very, very, like in very different situations. And I just really, I, I, I don't know. This season just hits so many really high notes for me and so many notes that I just feel like you're going to, you're, you're going to get it in this podcast. Like how many notes yeah. they hit. And I want to <laughs> like preface, I want to preface this pod just by saying like, I'm probably going to say some negative things and I'm going to make it clear that the negative things I'm saying are more about society and not about the creators of this show and, and this season in general. Cause I love this season and I think the creators did a great job and, but, but there's just some crappy stuff in the world and it just upsets me. So I just want to make sure that's clear going in. Like I want to make sure that the negative things I say aren't being misconstrued as I don't like this season because I absolutely adore it. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I'll, I'll be, as we go through this discussion, I'll be interested in, in hearing from you guys, like wh how much a uh, connection there is to real world circumstances with certain uh, things that happen in this show, because uh, there's a, there's a lot going on and there's a, there's a couple of different places that I guess we could start this, but um, uh, Sarah, you mentioned it, it, when you're talking about the Chrome Car, like one of the things brought up even in that episode is the idea of, of names, right? And in yeah. book two, that is a theme that begins from the very first episode. You you got the uh, uh, you got MT in, uh, immediately being resistant to being called the Chrome Girl by Jesse, and then as it goes on, she continues to chafe at being called a null, being called a sliver. And yeah. at, the, at the very end, with one one, uh, she has that the whole monologue like, "I'm not any of the hundreds of names you want to give me." So uh, she, um, throughout the, that, that is a particular thing of refusing to accept the identity that society wants to put upon you based on yeah. your superficial uh, uh, view, right? Which, which is done great in this season. Like, I also think that the names thing, like, they definitely equate the name stuff to labels in general and the idea yeah. of, of, I definitely struggle with that, where it's like, I don't want to be labeled things by other people, but it's like, I'm claiming a label, like, this is what I feel like, just saying that I'm a woman is a label. Like, it doesn't feel like one because we use it every day, but it's still a label and it's still a thing and it's just... It's a conflict. And I think that they show that with Lake, where it's like she wants a label, but the labels that she's given aren't the ones she likes. And it's a very interesting dynamic through the whole season. Mm -hmm. And uh, Michelle, I don't know uh, how, how you feel about how it, how it handles uh, the situation of uh, being assigned names versus getting to choose the name and the process of that. So do you have any uh, thoughts to contribute to that? I mean, I, I agree with everything Sarah said. And I think for me... Um, the, the naming is definitely a huge part of her finding her identity, but also the question of her autonomy as a person is called into question a lot. Yes. And that was the part that I was really fascinated about because even though I do have all this vindication about the train being sketchy now, um, I have a new concern about if the train is creating all these things that are being colloquially referred to as nulls, how much autonomy do they have? In addition to like Lake, who got out and can have a real life now, yeah, like, that that's a huge moral question, <laughs> and I I like don't know how to feel. Um, but I think what this season did so well is just focusing on, you know, Lake herself and deciding that like like maybe in a way just speaks for a lot of the other people slash creatures that are on this train that are serving purposes only for the passengers and helping them learn and grow 
And I mean, like, even like the toad, you know, I feel like that's one of the more egregious examples of just like, this system is, is not good for everyone. No. And, and it I actively hurts some of the things on the screen. Like, like, I think the frog is a great example. Like, it's yeah. literally made to hurt him. But yeah. I really like that you, like, brought up that stuff you brought up with the, um, uh, how the trainers want them to be, like, who they want to be or be free even. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. it's just, like, it really feels like, especially in episodes 9 and 10, and a little, a little bit of 8, it really feels like the train is supposed to be an allegory for just our society saying like you have to be this person you are this person and it makes sense that you can't do this and and like it's I, I think the allegory is not supposed to be saying like you can't do whatever you want it's supposed to be saying like there's always something in your life that you can't do according to society you can't be something and they're really channeling that there here and I really think it gets across well just like the frustration of Lake being like I want to be this and I feel like I'm already this. Why can't I just be it? Why can't I just say I'm this? Oh, absolutely. And, and the train is just constantly saying, no, you're not blank. You're null. And it just, I mean, we're drifting towards it. Like we're kind of dancing around it, but it very much feels to me like this whole thing. It very much feels shrouded in a lot of trans dialogue and a lot of trans um, or trans and gender non-conforming dialogue like it just feels very very intertwined with that well we can dive dive into that further if you want to like are there any other examples that you i mean decide? i think we're gonna dive into it as we go i don't <laughs> think i don't think there's a lot to go into like just like talking about trans rights and stuff like obviously like i want to talk mm -hmm. about it but i feel like it's better to talk about it through the lens of the other things we're gonna talk okay, about anyways well, we can transition a little bit into like the as michelle mentioned like the autonomy of the nulls and uh, and uh, MT herself trying to break out because I, I do think there's also like something powerful in the idea of this train is setting roles for every every yes. single individual in this train. So what happens when some it's very restrictive. yeah. So what happens when someone wants to break out of that role and society tells them no, you're not supposed to be doing that. That's wrong, and you have to fight through everyone's rejection. Like at at one point in uh, in the in the lucky cat car, like he says something along the lines of everything and everyone in this train wants me to fail because uh, in reaction to like mm -hmm. being treated uh, less preferentially than the humans like she knows that the society is stacked up against her and that is something that yeah. anyone with an identity that drifts that drifts from your cis knowledge like the, that's that's the uphill battle that everyone has to uh, has to fight and i think that mt's experience especially in the second half of the season represents that really well with regards to fighting against the structures that that exist Yeah, hard yeah, agree. Sorry, sorry. I, <laughs> I, I, I like. I'm not. It's not that I disagree with you. It's just like there's just a lot. To, there's just a lot to yeah, unpack there. I mean, there's just, there is a lot, and, and and it's like hard to say. Like, and that's why I wanted to give that that warning before. That's like we're going to talk about some negative things, and it's not like reflecting on the show at all. Like the show, like really does a great job of showing just how crappy your real world is. Like this is just how it is. People. It, it, even when you don't know you're ready for a change, like even when, like, so for example, the thing where this becomes like really hard to make an allegory is that unlike say like a queer person or a trans person, gay, straight, like what uh, gay or like bi or whatever you are, um, the difference is this is unequivocally like a worse thing where she was before, uh, like, cause she was trapped in a mirror and she right. had no autonomy whatsoever. And so it does create this situation where, you, the audience, 100% are like, yeah, it's better for Lake to be free. Like, it's 100% better for Lake to have a body and to not be, like, trapped with Tulip all the time. But it does mean that, like, it's a lot more just, it's a lot clearer and a lot easier to draw that line and say, yeah, this isn't okay. And you need to draw that same line and say, this is what it feels like. It feels like, for me, Tulip is, like, this is why it also like feels very trans. It's like essentially like Lake was trapped inside Tulip's body, like trapped in a body that wasn't hers. And that's a very big emotion that I can relate to. A lot of people can relate to in the trans community and just being like looking in the mirror and being like, this isn't me I'm looking at. I'm on autopilot. I'm doing my own thing. And I just want like think that that's the way they're really going with it, that they're really going the very literal route here 
of just Lake was trapped in another person's body. Now she's free and she can do what she, like she can be the person she wants to be. And it feels like it's worse than like it feels like it's a worse thing than a lot of like trans experiences. But I it's really not <laughs> like I I could I, I could attest like the feeling of it is very similar. It's obviously like I wasn't trapped and couldn't do anything, but it just feels that way forever. Yeah. Yeah, and the and the Chrome car especially that that episode especially gets that across, I, right? But like it it does leak into the first half yeah. of the season as well. When I hope that was connected. No, to what yeah, you yeah, said. Yeah. I like I was trying. It, I was hoping <laughs> I stay connected. It's hard to like. There's a lot of tangents to right, go right. off. No, on but here. It, it it fits with the idea of you know you're dealing with the society wanting to put you in a role, and so it's tough when you feel trapped in something that in it's in the effect of being trapped in a, in a body that you don't want to be in let alone in just like a, a, a vague societal or, role and it can be just more than a body like it can be like presentation things like i know that there's a lot of guys i know like a lot of them who i know like wish they could like wear clothes that were different than the ones i have but it's just like society's a lot more okay with women wearing men's clothing than men wearing women's clothing. And that alone is really frustrating and really yeah. stupid. And I think that's like alone, a huge problem. And it can be as small as that where it's like, I'm not presenting exactly the way I want. And I think everyone can kind of relate to that, like the presentation thing. And I really just love how this season captures that feeling. Like I keep saying it, but they really captured it. I feel like I know that I like am closer to these emotions than some people, but I feel like it captured it for an audience for a people that don't live through the thing I live through. Yeah. I think part of what makes that so effective this season is also that MT is so, so verbally relentless whenever yeah. somebody gives her the wrong name or assumes she is like a thing that they like want to, like prescribe her as and she's always like no that's not me no that's not me no that's not my name i am a yeah. person don't tell me where i'm supposed to be i'm gonna decide where i'm gonna be and like that happens i feel like literally every episode and i and, and yeah. i think that's so such a relief to see too because and the consistency helps the message feel like more genuine yeah, and I I want to be like clear, like if she didn't, she would still be just as valid. But like right, it's important right. for a show to be like, this is what she's thinking. Like yeah, like, like and it makes her character so fun to watch. To just mm -hmm. be like, she's just like, yeah, no, that's not me. And I love that. Like like I think the drag show car, like one of the best examples. She's like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not being this person that I'm not. And it really comes across. She doesn't want to perform as someone she's not ever. And that's. I think shows and explains why she can't do it. And they embrace that. The, dra the drag car is just like, yeah, we get it. You don't want to pretend anymore. And I think that's a good message to show that like, if you want to pretend that's fine, but some people are pretending all the time and they're done with yeah. it. And it's just like, there's so much like it's, I really want to, I also want to be clear. Like if you run into someone trans or someone like this with a similar issue to the one that they're really getting to with the core of this season, like, and they don't do what Lakes does, Lake does and like gets mad about it. Like, I promise you they are mad and they are frustrated and they do want to do all these things, like do all these things Lake is doing, but they just don't because the society stuff we were talking about earlier, you just can't. And like, that's the thing, like, when when either you or Alex, I'm sorry, I forget who was saying before about, like, the line that MT has when she's like, the, the train, like, wants me to fail, basically. And yeah. I think that's why it's so nice that she's, like, literally fighting that every episode, and every time it's brought up. It's so consistently there. And I feel like that's really affirming in a way, too. They they really, like, yeah, no, they really put to, I, I, I get, I, that's a really good way to put it. Like, they really, like, put to they made a, they made the struggle of like like it is a fight just to make people be like i'm a woman my name's yeah. sarah like she her pronouns and they're really like making that fight a physical thing in this season like mm -hmm. a thing you can point to and just because like it, it like i'm gonna i'll admit like it doesn't feel like a fight but it is it is one against the system i have to get my name changed and i have to prove to a judge that my name is sarah now i have to prove to a judge that i'm a girl now like i have to prove all these things prove to get med medical help that i need and it's just like but that proving is a lot less it doesn't feel like a fight in the classical term but lake struggle is a fight she yeah. has to fight everyone in her way she has to fight the mirror police that are essentially like they're they're just cops. Like like to be honest, yeah. they're just cops. Yeah. <laughs> like 
Um, I'm not going to get into that too much, but it's not good. And uh, I, I don't know. I really like that. That's just a physical, like, like you, like you said, like you said, Michelle, it's just a really physical take on that struggle. And it's so prominent. I mean, the problem yeah. you just feel so intentional. I can't imagine that's not for a reason, you know? Yeah. It, it feels like I'm not, I, I'm not one to put like pronouns on someone, but it feels like it feels appropriate and feels right that at this point Lake would be like really because yeah. like, this this season was about Lake physically fighting for who she is. It feels like mm-hmm. now that she's out, she would take time to like actually sit down and be like, who am I? What does what does Lake actually mean? Who is Lake? And I think that that's an important step to take. And I would not be surprised if at the end of that journey, she does not think that she is either a girl or at least fully a girl. Like, like I, I, I would not be surprised at all based on what we've seen of her this season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, the, there is one, one part the, in the middle of that that I latched onto that so, somebody like cited that she's like fighting to be her own person. And that, it, that is a line yeah. that comes up a lot, especially near the end of this, where she has to, she has to literally yeah. tell people, look, mm-hmm. I'm a person. Look at, at the, that, 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 that and, scene at the end of episode nine, where like she is literally being treated as an invisible person thing like to the robots and, and like oh my god i am a person and like that part especially yeah. hits hard in terms of you know you you have your particular issues that make you different and people just want to ignore that and, and yes and, yes, yeah, it, yes like, it, it, it's it, it, i mean sarah if you want to just <laughs> No, 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 no. I 100% agree, obviously. Like, this is just, like, again, this and her reaction, like, trying to, like, just destroy the system and it doing nothing. Like, this is just another, like, physical representation of this idea of, like, people want to pretend or want to claim I don't exist. And, like, there's no argument on my part to, like, like, there isn't an argument here. Like, clearly, Lake is a person. There's not an argument for her to be to have. And she has no art. Like, she can't form an argument with one one to how she knows she's a person because she just is one. And it's just, I think they capture the absurdity of it so well that, like, clearly, Lake is a person and clearly, Lake deserves happiness just because she is a person. And it hits really hard. Just the shot of her, like, she can't believe that the world is like because like i think she like inherently believes up until that point that like even if the people of the world even if there's people that believe she's not real she thinks the system like the inherent system of the world like the value structures or the physics of it will say that she's real and the sad truth is in the real world in there that they don't either like in the world of the train, absolutely. In in the real world, there are a lot of places that don't either. I'm just saying, like, yeah, it depends no. <laughs> where you live. It depends where you live. But I don't want it. We don't need to go into that as much. But, like, this train definitely just says, no, you're not real. And it's just really powerful that they get that. Like, I I can't believe that they captured. Like, I think that they say a lot of these things really overtly they don't like say it like in any real subtlety or anything but it works so well because there's it's just so genuine and so honest and it feels so real alex kind of broke my brain a little bit um when he was talking about the feeling invisible because like i i do believe lake's um sense of identity is is pretty specifically like queer and mm-hmm. you know yeah. non-cis um but also like again because i can't you guys i can't stop thinking about all the other gnolls <laughs> on the train and i know like, I got, we have to the, help them the one really diabolical thing about infinity train as a train is like yeah there, there's this priority of life that comes in and out that gets to use everything else as it, well, not as it pleases, but just like to help it grow and progress yeah. at the expense of everything else. And like, in in a way that just like, that feels like such a, a way of just showing like, yeah, wh- wh- who are the most privileged people in our society? What you saying, Michelle, who is other, that like, like the, what you're saying, Michelle, is the trade is capitalism. Well, the, 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 the system is set up to help like, the already privileged. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I'm saying, yeah. like, like the idea of like her having to prove her humanity yeah. because she's not the kind of person the train is used to 
giving its attention time in yeah. like humanity too. And like that's the majority of people in the world. Yeah. And, and also that, like it just shook me to my core. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. And, like, it goes with like the fact that she's also like, I think you're getting at this. The fact that her skin is not. Yes. Normal. Yes. I'm getting. Yes. And I, you know what my point about this is Michelle. So I'll save it for a little bit later, but I, I'll let you finish. I'm just, uh, that I feel like the train has to be destroyed. I just, you're saying what, what, what should have stopped? Should have stopped? Like when I, when I first saw how Wan Wan was acting this season, I got so upset and I was like, Wan Wan, what's wrong with you? And then I just realized like he, well, he's not the train, but he is the conductor and he's and just like, he's drunk in the Kool-Aid and he believes I, all these I things. I think it's are- more than that. It's showing that like good people can be sucked into like this idea of like, I don't know, like whatever you want it to be, the, the patriarchy, right the authority, yeah. whatever you want it to be, you can get sucked into the ideas of the train and be good and be uh-huh. like a moral person and still hurt people because you're just doing what's best for you, which is not unfair. Like, like you should look out for yourself, but at the same time, it's hurting a lot of people and it's hard uh-huh. to like justify that. And it's even hurting, like, the people it's supposed to be helping. Like, yeah. I the fact that the, the train assumes people are just going to have one problem come in and out and they'll never see them again. And it's just, like, closed books. We fixed them. They're all better now. Like, that is not how people are. So and I feel like, how can this train keep doing what it's doing with no ramifications? I just can't see that happening at this point. And I talked to you about this, too, Michelle, where it's, like, the train what it actually does is it like helps them with the first step. It gets them to the first step of realizing what is wrong, what is something you need to change. And I think the train thinks it is just fixing people, which it's not. It's not at all. Like I I talked to you about this and this is kind of like the big moment of the season when, uh, uh, if it's okay, Alex, can I move on to like the scene where, uh, 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 Lake is reflecting Mm -hmm. the number on the hand. Cause I think that's like the biggest scene in the entire show. It's this. And it's just like there's so much symbolism here and so much implicit like meaning to this because I, I'm again going to relate this to like a trans journey and journey like just that, that's what I'm relating it to in general because it's hard not for me to. And it's like when you're starting your journey, when you want to change yourself, when you want to be the person you really want to be, as much as it pains you, as much as it hurts, you have to accept where you're starting. You have to know where you're starting. You need to like this is part of the trans journey you don't really talk about. People have to settle a little bit. They need to know what kind of results they can actually get. They need to be realistic. And because some people won't pass or they won't look the way they want to look. And, and, but, but that first step, but, but the thing is they're still happier at the end. They're still happier people. And it's not their fault that they don't look the way society doesn't want them to look. Cause I'm sure they're happier people because of it, because of the way, cause they transitioned and Lake here is accepting the fact that she's Chrome and that's not something that she's going to change. That is yeah. part of her identity. And that's like, and once she does that, once she accepts that she is a chrome person that that is part of who she is right now. She can accept that. Hey, I'm like, I can be who I want despite that. And I think that is the powerful thing that they're really getting across here. That like it does like in just this like scene with like barely, like they don't really like shine a light on it, but it's, it shines through so well. This idea of like Lake is being Lake despite her reflectiveness like and she but she's not ignoring it she's not ignoring that that's part of her identity she named herself lake because of it and i think that's really important and really powerful yeah and uh, another thing for, from that scene of the of her reflecting the number uh, i think another important piece of that is the idea that without jesse coming back it's possible that Lake would have never left the train, but like because because she yeah. has this ally that you know learn learned about uh, literally yeah, an ally, literally, yeah, literally like, an literally, ally. like they, they got to know each other, they became friends, and at, at a very crucial time in uh, in MT's journey, he comes back to help 
her get past the barrier. That's what helps her move forward. Without without him coming back, it's possible that that kind of yeah. just stays there and she, she's stuck. And so that also kind of is an important piece of this in terms of, you know, needing to accept the help when it's provided, you know? Oh, God. But also yeah. it's, like, allegorical for the sense of, like, she can't do it alone. Like, she needs people who aren't her to, like, let her be yeah. herself. And it sucks. And I didn't make that connection, and I'm really glad you made that connection, because that's awful. Like, the more we think <laughs> into this, the more we talk about this, the more it's like, yeah, this is just an allegory for being, tr- like, mm-hmm. queer, like, 100%. Well, uh, like, there's there's not, like, I don't think we're reading between the lines. This feels like it's just the lines well, of I, text. Well, I think that the, the train itself I mean, is going for a very systemic reading. But I do want to want to bring up the this group of the apets, because... They treat the nulls very similarly in terms of not believing them to be people, saying they don't feel things, but they're not necessarily they're not necessarily yeah. part of the train system. They somehow came to this conclusion like sort of I mean they they they're humans as well. They're sentient. So they came to this conclusion on their own, but they somehow came to the same conclusion as the system that surrounds them even though the system is composed of nulls so like i want uh, i wanted to get your guys opinions on like how uh, how how the relationship between the apets and mt comes out in in this situation i don't know michelle if you have any feelings about them i think the reason the apex see nulls as nulls is because you can discern pretty quickly when you go through a train car like you can go through a train car nulls can't they're all specifically prescribed to their car and they don't really move around i mean the cat kind of does but that's some of them do but some of them are true that's not true we saw lake go through cars before the season started like this is just an outright lie sorry sorry to interrupt no it it is a lie the train is full (laughs) of flaws okay but i i think it is also true that if you're a null and you think your place is in a car and you stay there especially if it's specifically for like a puzzle for a passenger, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm a null. I'm the purpose of me is to help them progress. Then you will stay in your car. And if you have more autonomy and you're smart like the cat is, you'll hop around and just do your own stuff sometimes. So I think like it some nulls stay, some nulls like move around. They they have different senses of maybe what they can do, and maybe that's everything right there. But, and, like, I feel yeah. like that's part of why the, the group of humans is like, oh, well, clearly, like, if, they're, if their purpose is to help us, you're like, they can't leave, then we're superior to them. Like, if they're supposed to help us, then we're more important just based on that, you know? Yeah, and I, like, there's so much, because I think the train, like, it tries to put forth this idea, or the apex, at least, put forth this idea that Lake is literally there for Jesse. And one one says oh, that, yeah. too. yeah. And, like, literally, the train tries to say Lake's here for Jesse. And the fact is, I call BS on that. Because it's just, like, I think the train did pick out Lake as someone Jesse could relate to, someone he could talk to uh, at some point. But I don't think the train, like, worked this out and, like, had Lake go through this journey up to the point she met Jesse to make her ready for Jesse. I think they just found a null in in their wording, like, that fit what jesse needed and that's fair that's what the train does but it's like you didn't make lake do this you just lake's her own person and lake chose to help jesse and lake is friends with jesse not because you push them together but kind of in spite of it yeah i would agree in spite of it because alan dracula shows a lot more signs of the classic like atticus companion yeah animal than lake ever did she actively makes his number go up by like getting him to fight with her and stuff just because like they're very different people oh it's it's just like god and 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 lake even beyond that like she actively undermines him just because like it's 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 a struggle to know like does this change work if you know you're trying to do it like, yeah. I think it's because, and I think it undermines it by like, you're here to like make yourself better or something. And it's like, just by saying that, it kind of like cuts out the knees of the train trying to teach Jesse a lesson, just knowing that, that he's being taught something. And it's Lake's doing this just because she wants to get him out of her life. And that's really obvious. Yeah. God, like, I don't know. This, this season's just kind of <laughs> perfect and I love it. <laughs> 
He's just got so much going on, and it's not holding back, and I just love that about uh, it so much. We're, we're, we were talking about the Apex, well, right, Alex? Yeah, Apex, well, right, Apex. right, but I mean, like, with, with this whole idea of, like, the, pur- the purpose of, like, even existing at all, like, it's also important to throw in here episode eight, where where the the sliver policeman also goes through this whole rigmarole of, like, well, look, the car was there for Tulip, and you were there, so, like, in a way, you that's how you were created, because that car exists so from the very beginning and you can't escape this cycle and <laughs> that, that that's a that's a rough thing for a person of authority to say directly to you but also as we've already talked about the train does express this in a lot of different and ways that this is all a cycle and you should stick in the cycle and i have a question Mace- about that though oh. Like, Can I just because... say something about Mace? Oh, oh yeah, go ahead. go ahead. I just want to say Mace is a liar, and like it's totally a choice. <laughs> yeah, he's totally a liar. But also, okay, the Chrome car is not the only place that the mirrors exist. Because when Tulip was in the quote-unquote real world, and she didn't have a reflection anymore, that already implies that the that world extends beyond that car to yeah. like the actual world. And this, this made me freak <laughs> out, and I was trying to talk work about it but nobody knew either it's like does the that train mean, well, either the train has made everything on this car or some of those trains are portals to other worlds yeah. these things it's pulling exist. people in it's pulling and, it's kidnapping people almost that's true that's an even bigger moral quandary because like you know, you don't have the ownership of something that like can think for itself already. But if you made it in like an algorithm, you'd have a little more. There's a more interesting moral question than, like, there. Snatching things through a portal. So like, I don't know how much of the train is a portal and how much of it is code. But that was is like another whole thing too. Like just deciding yeah. that passengers are more important than all this other life that might exist on other planets if they're portals. That is huge. And then there's, like, the whole thing of, like, even extending through this, what you're saying is, like, the train, like, the system extends past the physical train itself. We saw that in uh, the Wasteland. Like, yeah. we know they that they're... They couldn't even run away. Isn't that scary? I think That's terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. Like, I, I think that just implies that, like, the train is doing stuff in a lot of places and its power and its, like, rules extend to yeah. not just the train cars themselves. And that's yeah. really scary and messed up. And I think it, again, fits this allegory we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we, we drift off too much from the Apex, just a, a, a thing that I... Uh, Did I talk about we, the Apex? We, we began yeah, we there, and we, we, went, we went along with... <laughs> we, we began yeah, a yeah. lot of places, Alex. We're going to go... Right, but... We'll go back yeah, to the just, 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 you know, I, I do want yeah, to talk yeah, about just, one, one additional thing I do want to bring up about them is that specifically the, the humans go for dehumanization of the nulls and MT a lot more obviously than the train does. Because like, as I was rewatching, like it's the, it's the kids who say things like you're not real. You can't feel anything. Yeah. Like Grace says like nulls can't feel anything like the, nobody in, in the system of the train denies that at least they have emotions but the humans do and that makes it a lot easier for them to treat them like garbage so uh, yeah. de- dehumanization of people who are different from you is a thing that you know it it happens a lot in real life and the fact that the humans in this society in this world are the ones who do it and not the train is an interesting wrinkle to throw into it yeah i, and- I feel like the humans are they're like making it into a much bigger deal but the fact that anything the train considers to belong to it can't leave it and that you know like mt couldn't leave the train until she she technically had a number and so i feel like that that already means like not everything gets to have the same rules and the same privileges it's i feel like it's it's like a, a much more subtle way of saying the same thing that Apex is maybe like I feel like Apex takes it to a whole other level, right? But it still stems from something that the train sets up for us. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like where I'm going with this too, Michelle. Where it's just like the train in in my head of the al- in my like this allegory is like the train is like 
the government. Like the train is like saying, like, here's the rules, here's the laws, and here's what we believe. And some of those things are inherently messed up or wrong morally. And I'm not going to go into like the real world ones I think are wrong because that's a dangerous rabbit hole to go on on a podcast. Uh, but I will say that like one of the things it does is it makes a lot of laws. Like we had like don't ask, don't tell, things like that. Queer, like telling queer people that they should just not exist essentially. And they're not. And it's easy to say that those stances aren't inherently like the worst thing ever, but it's the people that live through them. The people that like, like the apex that like bring those horrible things like real life, like real painful things. Like it's annoying and it's frustrating that I have to pay like hundreds of dollars just to change my name and to prove to the government that my name's Sarah. But like, the government isn't messaging me on Twitter with death threats. Like, that's a totally different level of, like, emotional turmoil. Yeah, and I, I guess that you're right that there's also something to the idea of systematic dehumanization, which isn't spelled out for you. But then the, but then the people... No, it's, you have to look at right, it to find then, it. But then there's the people who, because of the system that has been instituted, they feel more comfortable yeah. in being more, more direct about it. Why... Which Why is shouldn't... really interesting because, like, I I feel so bad. I'm blanking on the really cool main girl in the Grace? apex. Is it yes, right. Yes. Is it Grace? Yes. So, because Grace tries so hard with Jesse to to try to make him see MT as a as something that's not like him. And she gets him like, well, she's like, she doesn't even have a number. Like, she's not really a passenger. She's not like us. And it, it's like that's like the first step to try to being able to dehumanize people who are a little different and seeing that difference is a bad thing that deserves to be like hurt and put down, you know, which also yeah. just feels very relevant. It's, I just, the apex, like this is like a lot of this season is like, they go that first step and make that interesting comparison. And then they go like another step further and like, make it like, resonate and it's just so good <laughs> i just can't a, a get over real it. sad moment is when like it's like a, li a little kid shows up to mt and it's like uh, yeah. and, and just, yeah. like, not your prop and and they just like ha ha and just like laugh and run away but like and they even say like she kind of is right because like well you're a no and we know what that means and we we don't have to listen to you and we can just ridicule you like they learned it from the yeah, older yeah. kids and that's like no it's it's so uh it's a lot yeah, yeah it's 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 a really great showing of how the system leads to this because the train has taught them that this is true because and they just take it even further, yeah. Like, it's, again, just, like, like, why shouldn't they think this is true? They have numbers, the nulls don't. They have a <sighs> life to look forward to, apparently. Like, the train was made to help them. Yeah. Why shouldn't they think that if the system is made to, like, to help them, if the system is made to give them this privileged position, why, like, why is it not true that they are better? And... It's not right. It's not morally right in any way. But you can see how they got there. You can yeah. see how this happens. Mm -hmm. And this is like not like in our world, we have generational generations. This is one generation. This is just people that have been here maybe a few years. And you can see how they get to this point. And it's horrifying. Right. I do... I do very much appreciate this show unequivocally is like, these are some bad people. Like, don't yeah. believe them and be on the side of MT and Jesse. Like, that's something that, I don't know, I feel like but, that's part of why I, I like, it, it makes me so uncomfortable when it gets so real yeah. with these comparisons. But I also, like, it, I'm so glad that this show is, like, trying in a very not subtle way to lay out where it feels strongly about these things. And I'm like 100% for it being always on the side of MT and Jesse. And like, I, yeah. Uh, and I think the show really does ride that line of like, I feel like the apex are almost tragic. Like they're just like, yes. the show is like, the show definitely gets across. Like these kids weren't like this. Like Grace is help, like pushing them in this direction. And it's awful. And the train is like kind of like they're being punished by the fact that they they've they've kind of like you know they've embraced what the train is saying. Yeah, they've dug their hole, and now they're just gonna be in that hole 
forever. And they didn't have to do that, but they chose to. And it's going to impact their life in other negative ways. But no, but it's not negative in their opinion because they're living a life that's good within this system. Like they're living even when they don't realize there could be a better version of what they have that doesn't incorporate this system. Yeah, but like also, like you said, it's probably been a couple of years. Like I wonder how they're going to feel in like 40 years, you know? Like, I don't think everyone's going to be as, as well, happy and content as they are right now. Yeah, I I'm agreeing with you, but I'm saying like in the allegory, like I'm just saying like along with the allegory. Right, like right. It, it gets yeah. hard when you start extending stuff like that to like keep it within like this metaphor we're having, which feels again still very accurate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if anybody um, else wants. Yeah, to, uh, I've kind of used up my APET stuff. I don't know if there's any uh, extra points. Uh, yeah. Um, if not, um, we, uh, also like one piece that we can like dive into a little bit is also with the policemen. They introduce this system of in the mirror world. You, at the end of somebody's death, you have to either lose your memories and become someone totally new, or you become part of the enforcement system. And that in itself is I, an additional wrinkle that I, I know on the first podcast, people, uh, some people were were critical of the lore they tried to add here, but I, I but I think oh, really? I think there's yeah. something here, be, be, uh, primarily in episode, it, well, at least too. for me in episode eight. When he uses, uh, when the, the mace uses this idea of a reflection and then turns it on MT to like compare it to his, her relationship with Jesse, be like, well, look, you know, you're kind of going back to being a reflection. So it's almost like gaslighting in a way where it's like, it's using your, your old status. Yeah. Like, well, look, it's not that different. So just stay where you are, you know? And it's, like the, that, that part, it, I think, yeah. is, is where it's effectively used this idea of going back to being a reflection. Yeah, I also think like the fact that there's only two options, right? Either yeah. you have to be law enforcement or you have to mirror somebody else the rest of your life. You're never given the option of deciding what you want for yourself and to actually be your own person, unless you're a police officer, but then you're still beholden to the mirror code or whatever. So I like that's really interesting too. There's literally only two options in your whole existence in this society and either you're content with that or you're not. And I feel like MT gives her a really, like, obviously she's done so much more outside of that system than she ever did in it. And she hated being in the system the whole time. So I feel like that's just really strong too on its own. Yeah. And I just like how, like this whole season is about uh, how different people make that choice or think they are forced into a choice. Like that's what every yeah. character here is. That's what everyone, like the whole season's built on that. Jesse thinks he has a choice because he thinks he has to be with these boys, be like the other boys, like be involved in toxic masculinity. And he learns that he doesn't have to. He learns he doesn't have to be that person. And the the thing that from uh, Lake's past that she has to learn about, which she's already made that choice, unlike Jesse, is that you can choose to be like you can choose to not be a cop you can choose to be somebody who just forgets everything and keeps being essentially i think that the allegory here is supposed to be like you can either choose to keep being a kid or quote unquote grow up you know what i mean grow up into being mm. like just what everyone's supposed to be like you're supposed to be someone who enforces this or you enforces can just... the society you're born into yeah, yeah 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 and i think i think that that's a little looser because i think the whole mirror stuff's a little loose but i feel like that's like the closest thing in my brain that works like they're kind of saying like hey you can either be one of the kids who just does whatever in the mirrors for forever and keep doing this over and over again, or you can actually like be strong and be a cop and keep people from doing what you're doing. But it's like the fact that they have these people doing this implies that a lot of people don't want don't either. Like of these, it. Yeah. Don't like oh, either of these choices. So true. That's so true. Just, yeah. There's no other job than being a police officer. If you're not mirroring somebody else's life, that's so, that's such a good point. Yeah, and then like, and and but it's again implies that people are escaping. People yeah. are trying to do other things because they want to. They want they to want be to their escape. own people. Yeah. And and like they keep like the cops keep trying to tell Lake that like she has she she doesn't have a choice that she's that, that no one else is going to do this. I I don't I don't know I I, I just don't know how well i, I yeah. think that that's Sorry. another important piece right that they try to convince like that she is alone totally because like i think that if you read the 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 show at face value uh 
I don't know if we actually know any other reflections like have actually done this and the MT is being treated like one of the first. But like at the same time, that could just be Mace and the the other policemen like doing their best to corner MT and make her feel as alone as yeah. possible. And that being enough to, to dissuade her. And that is also a thing that, that is, people have to deal with, and especially when they're in smaller communities. Like, for example, the train. Like, the train is a very enclosed community. <laughs> so, like, if, if, if you don't know close. anybody with your own circumstances, and that just makes the battle all the more harder to, to fight through. And that is a common tactic used by people in authority to, like, make you seem as inconsequential as possible. That's a really good point. I hadn't it considered is. that Mace's whole language towards MT, it, like it, it is doing what you're saying, Alex. It is trying to make her feel like she's alone in this, and this is so radical. And why is she doing it? But then again, they have a they have a universe word. Sliver is the name for people who do what she's mm-hmm. doing, yeah. which implies a lot of people have done it enough for them to have a, a nickname for it. And I mean, I also think his attitude is like, he's done this a million times and she's just one more to him that he's going to catch. Like, I don't think he's ever not caught someone until her too. But yeah, like Sarah was saying, like so many of them have clearly tried and hate how it is. And that's like, oh man, it's a lot and I love it. It's, it's a lot though. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot. It's like this show is getting into some very deep things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like, uh, I think we're, we're beginning to get to a, a natural ending point here, but like, I don't know if there's any major, uh, pieces that you guys still want to bring up before we begin signing off. Um, Michelle, I'll go to you first. If there's anything in particular, we have like a, a internal list here of things to potentially talk about. I don't know if there's anything, I know if there's anything <laughs> off of there you feel like bringing up before we go, go away. I think just as we were talking, like, there does seem to be kind of a progression because MT starts off just, right, like, not wanting to be too open. Like, that was her goal. And then after that, she's trying to figure out, like, how she wants to present, what her name's going to be, and just to prove she's a person. And I think it's interesting that, like, first she has to fight the mirror police and then, like, get past them saying that she can't, that that this is just the way things are and there aren't any more options for her and this will never end well. And then like, she takes that to the train itself because she has that really good line of saying like, she doesn't care what the train is doing or why, but like she's deciding that she's a person and that she's going to have a different life and she's going to do whatever it takes to get there. Like she's so determined. Like she's not going to take no from an answer from anybody, like not the police, not from the train. And the fact that she is able to reflect Jesse's number and get off, like, implies that this is a very, like, if we didn't already think so, like, this is a very flawed system that the train is set up to determine things about people. And if she can get off, like, why can't everyone get off? You know? So I just, I love everything it's set up. And I, I'm just very happy that she gets to do life on her own terms now like that that seems like the main goal of the season and she got it like it was a triumphant ending all things considered and like i'm so glad that it was yeah for sure the 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 journey to being accepted as a person is a very meaningful thing and i think that it happens as naturally as possible in, in this season um sarah any um any extra points uh, you want to bring up here before we sign off oh I'll try to keep it brief because I, <laughs> I, I, I I brought this up on like the queer like representation pod for 2019 that like I wanted to do a pod about this like before this season came out. Like I've wanted to do this pod because it, because identity has been a theme in a lot of shows, not just animate animated, but just animation has a lot of themes about this and it doesn't dive into it a lot. But usually it's queer coded and for good reason, because having to figure out your identity is inherently a queer thing to do. Like you have to figure yeah, out who yeah. you are. And, and it's just like this show. And we didn't end up talking about really anything else because this season kind of ended up being everything I could have wanted. Like, I just want to be clear. Like I wanted to do this pod originally because I wanted to talk about like 
everything. Like I wanted to talk about how how Steven like has to struggle with if he's Rose or not in Steven Universe. That's a really trans thing. Like I wanted to talk about like Chase and Val from Genlock because their struggles are really real. And like more currently, like Penny is like kind of going through like trans stuff in terms of wanting to feel like a real girl. But like this show just kind of like took all of that. And without like being overtly queer, it took it took all the struggles of those characters and said, see, these are just normal life things. It just happens so that queer people see it through a lens of their queerness on top of that. Like these are not like they're showing that this is not like these struggles that we have are not fake or like made up like they're real it's just unfortunately that because i can put a label on it like all the other labels that people put on them that like it becomes fake because of that like because i'm mad that the government's doing one thing because it's about my transness it's fake even though any other situation where it's like yeah the government's being kind of messed up by doing this like and it just shows that I, I wish it was more explicit, but again, I'm not mad at the show. I'm not mad at the creators because, like, this is just so well done, and I really, really like this season. And again, this show's rated PG, which yes. is actually a, a lot younger. I thought it was maybe like 14 or something. You so, could have like, fooled me with some of the stuff that I happened. know. You could have fooled. She murders Mace. <laughs> she, I did not think there was going to be such an intense murder. If Infinity Traders taught me anything, is that anything's on the table? Surprises galore. We're going to murder the frog next season. <laughs> no, don't say that. He needs to get off the train, too. But like, this is. For a younger audience than I was expecting, and I think again, like like you were saying, like that that is so important in terms of like being able for kids earlier in life to start thinking about things and the kind of people they want to be, and and being willing to step outside of what society might be telling them, and being able to discern if society is harming them or other people by saying things should be a certain way. So I'm. Just, just really happy we're here and i'm really happy yeah. this season's so good i, I just want to make sure, sorry sorry because you touched i just want to say like i really like the frog because the frog is like like story like condensed really short like i want to make sure that's me, clear like the you know, oh, also <laughs> sorry sorry he's a toad and his name's yeah. terrence his name is terrence, terrence and his yeah terrence like his journey is lake's journey like squished down to like two episodes yeah. and i really in the background and i think that's on purpose and i think that's really cool like he seems happier where he is because he got to choose what he's doing like they show that like i think it's a little on the nose but he's like because i got to choose to get kicked i'm okay with it i was yeah, upset because uh, you forced me to do this it wasn't yeah. on my terms and i still think that like it's a little on the nose and it's a little messed up that he's still getting kicked but i think it's still evocative and still shows that like yeah it's <laughs> this is it and also, sorry, Alex, I want to say that names wise, like, I really think that they captured how naming yourself can be because it can feel like really insurmountable, like choosing your name, like choosing Sarah, like, like before it, it was just like really hard. And like I had to build up to it and be like, I had to choose it. And then the actual choosing is kind of just this like cathartic release, like just really simple and really easy. Like it's not it's not this big explosive moment. And I really like that they captured that. With Lake when she's just like yeah, when she looks like, the water, she's like my name's Lake. That's it. I, I yeah, I figured it out. Yeah. Like that's it. There's not like there's not like like there's a, usually a lot more build up to the changes than the actual change themselves. Yeah, that that that's uh, I, I like I the, that. hearing that perspective on it. Uh, one yeah. thing I wanted to comment with uh, with regards to like you mentioned like other shows that deal with this. I think what makes Infinity Train special is that its main character and the thing it's focused on is its search for personhood. Like like as yeah, as much, I mean I I agree that that we should make time to talk about other shows and their dealings with identity. But like Steven Universe, yeah. that's a part of his character. But we got like three other main characters and a bunch of others. Well, I mean, Lock, like Val is a piece yeah. of the main cast and penny you know also but like th this show i mean like i think chase struggles with it too like chase struggles with it through the end of the season well, without getting into yeah, spoilers I think, I think Gen like Lock chase is the closest to infinity train but but like yeah yeah, my, yeah my point is that like infinity train is important in that like how much effort they dedicate to to this storyline yeah and, and but i don't want to like say like these themes are big like the steven theme specifically like it was the focus of change your mind that he is That's his own true. person like that like, and I think that that, but at the same time, you're right. These are not nearly as big a part of the show as um, Lake is a part of Infinity Train. And, but still, like, these are still big themes and big parts of the other shows. And, like, just the ones we've mentioned are not the only ones. Like, there's Swell Forever, mm -hmm. which we haven't mentioned. Um, 
just off the top of my head, like there's, I'm sure there's more I'm forgetting that there are a lot, like there's a lot of anime that I know that, <laughs> that yes. I know that Michelle and I are thinking of. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of shows that do this and it's just a very common story because finding yourself is a very human thing to go yeah. through. And, and I think it's a, it's a story that many of us on the podcast relate to in some capacity or another. And that's why we feel passionately about talking about it for almost an hour. And we hope that if you, if you guys are listening to it, that you've enjoyed this discussion as well. Um, if you'd like us to have more of these kinds of discussions, feel free to leave us comments. Uh, whether you're listening to this on YouTube, you can come to our Discord at overlyanimated.com slash Discord or wherever you're listening to us. We'd appreciate any comments uh, on how how this discussion went and what other, what other shows you'd like us to have this particular kind of discussion about. Since I do, I do agree with you, Sarah, that there's a lot of different shows that we could dig into stuff like this about. But but yeah, l- yeah. L- let let us know in the comments like how you feel how you felt about this. Um, if you enjoyed this kind of discussion, also we would appreciate if you could support us financially any way you could uh, via Patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Taylor, aka Needle. Um, hi Needle. Oh, this yeah, is a perfect Needle! one for Needle. I hope Needle yeah. enjoys this one. Thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Beatrice, you, Michael, and Needle. Um, besides uh, this discussion, um, we have covered a lot of the uh, different new shows coming out in 2020. Besides Infinity Train, we've talked a little bit of Owl House. We've talked Keepa and the Age of Wonder Beasts. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Weathering with You movie. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff for 2020. Um, as mentioned, we are in, a, in the midst of a format change where we are hoping to do more of these uh, specific topic discussions on, on top of uh, overall show recaps. So again, like, let us know what, what other kinds of, uh, of topics you'd like us to dig into and let us know what you thought about this podcast. But yeah, uh, until next time when we t- talk about other shows, uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.